Hey, this is Kirna Grad from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Ari Brand with us. Ari is an organizational development consultant, leadership development executive coach, dedicated to integrating business, art, life, and joy. Currently, also working with Telestium, a synthesis for and synthesis for executive coaching. With that said, she has many accomplishments and accolades that you would want to hear from her itself. Ari, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kiran. Happy to be here. Very curious to know about you, Ari. Tell us about where did it all started, and when did you chose the path of coaching and consulting? I generally say that coaching chose me because I originally trained in three performing arts, and eventually ended up training in classical theater in England. So when I came back to the states. From drama school, I was pounding the pavement of, as an actor, and to make money between acting gigs, I started coaching other actors. And at first, I was coaching speech, dialects, vocal production, and then later on, acting and role preparation and performance. And it was very important to me, given my background with many, but also great teachers with also questionable practices, that I prioritized the well-being of the person through the process of creating art. So I think because of that, my clients started referring people to me who were not performers, who were not actors, and who were from all walks of life. And over the years, that expanded my practice. So I was working with executives, and I wanted to apply my understanding of how sociopolitical systems work, which was why I was an artist. I was trying to make societal progress or inspire societal change, and I was curious how to bring that into my coaching work and to start looking systemically at organizations. That's how I started doing this kind of work that I do now. Got it, Ari. You gave us the answer that we were looking for, where it all started. Next question to you is about working with organization or working uh, individually with someone. Is there a success story that you're really proud of out of so many others that you might have? Success looks very different depending on what the goals are. And so I've had successes from all shapes and sizes, from working with Academy Award-winning actors on their Broadway debuts to working with CEOs, helping them find work-life balance or becoming more effective as a leader. So there are a lot of different ways you can define success. One very tangible story that I have that's really about clarity I was working with an executive who left their firm to start out on their own. They wanted to be a freelancer. They had gotten to the top of their career within their context. And they were offered a full-time role with one of their previous main clients. And it was very tempting because it, he was a new parent. It offered stability. And he couldn't figure out why he was feeling so indecisive and so resistant about making a decision. He would ping pong back between, yes, I'm going to take it, and no, it's just not quite right for me. So we were working together, and through that work, we came up with four very clear criteria that mattered to him. And they were criteria that were not being met. One was that the money wasn't good enough. Another was that there was no flexibility for the work location. He'd have to go to their office. He wanted to work from home to spend more time with his newborn son. He wanted to stay as a freelancer because he loved that independence and autonomy. And he wanted to stay in the department that he had been in and not move and work in a different department. I coached him on negotiating. And he went back and negotiated all four points and they refused all four of them. Now, believe it or not, by my definition, that was already a win because when he walked away, from that negotiation, 
yes, there was disappointment, but there was also great clarity. So he felt really centered and he felt really good about his decision and how he stood up for himself and what he was centering himself in. And he could stay true to himself. But the icing on the cake, Kieran, is that six months later, they came back, made a second offer and agreed to all of his conditions. Wow. And at that point, he said yes. And it was a clear yes. And he didn't have to think about it twice because he'd already made that definition for himself of what would work for him. So for me, that's an, it's a micro example of how clarity and knowing yourself can actually lead you to better results. Ari, thank you so much for sharing that story because that have already inspired a lot of us today. The next question to you, tell us about the tool. Are there any tools in particular, strategies, steps that you tend to follow when you work with a client? Yeah, I look at what's going on with a client from three perspectives. I, I call them energetic, psychological, and cognitive. So energetic is really the person's true essence. So we're trying to get past personality past socialization and social indoctrination to figure out who they really are, not who they think they're supposed to be, not who they were told to be, not what society tells them to be. So that's looking at somebody, what I call energetically. When you look at somebody psychologically on that plane, you're looking at all of the learned behaviors and belief systems. Okay. So that is more about how we're socialized, how we're brought up, how we're nurtured in a sense, and what attachments we make to things around our identity, as an example, or our behavioral patterns. And the third is the cognitive piece, which is being coming aware of how we think. So it's that observer self that's able to watch the cognitive process and then make cognitive hacks when needed. And that's very much based, by the way, on cognitive behavioral theory and there are whole therapies that are centered around that in other contexts that people use. Got it. Got it. So these are some of the core of your coaching program. You make sure that you try to work through this and all of it. Next question to you, Ari. This one is about something that you use on a routinely basis to keep yourself inspired and motivated. What do I use? I am coached all the time. I feel that there's a kind of fear of God that I put in myself that I'm so scared of being going against my own integrity in any way. So I feel that when I'm stuck, I really have to address it because otherwise, who am I to tell a client that they should try to break through their resistance or anything like that? So that's a great inspiration to me to work through my own issues and resistances on a consistent basis. So I am coached formally and informally all the time. Wow. So someone who practices what they preach, of course. I try because I think it's very important. It sure is. Our next question to you is about misconceptions about coaching. I think one important distinction is between coaching and consulting, and I do both. And consulting is about hiring somebody for their subject matter expertise. So they're going to share that with you. They're going to mentor you. They're going to guide you in your decision making because they have particular experience and wisdom and a background in a certain area. But coaching is a learning intervention into somebody else's process of growth. So you're a facilitator of a process, not a subject matter expert. And that's a piece of clarity that I think sometimes can lead to misconceptions about what you're doing. And I try to be very clear with my clients when I'm wearing one hat or the other. Yeah. And another misconception that I think really comes from the sports model, because coaching 
really developed in the U.S. anyway out of sports and our understanding of how sports performance is perfected is this sense that, forgive my French, the coaches are these hard asses or they're just going to yell and scream at you and they believe so much in you that they take this sort of attitude that they can beat it out of you, beat your performance out of you. And the other end of that misconception can be that a coach comes and waves a magic wand, tells you a bunch of things to do, and suddenly you're off and running and your life is opened up. And I think there are coaches who may work that way, but I'm more interested in in clients finding their own sense of agency and becoming aware of their own growth process and so becoming more masterful at coaching themselves. So I believe a really good coach accepts that one of their prime directives is to make themselves obsolete, kind of like parenting. Coaching, of course, is not therapy because therapy deals with the past. Coaching right. is also not consulting. Consulting is something that a person tells you what to do. Coaching is helping you pave the way and work it with you. So, Ari, next question now. This one is about finding, like integrating business, art, life and joy. So, how can we have all of it at once? That's a great question. We already have all of it at once. It's a question of becoming conscious and intentional about it. We are innately creative. We, most of us need to make a living. So we need to have some kind of work that we do out in the world to create value out in the world. And of course, we're always human beings and we have relationships to care for and our own growth to take care of. When I grew up around a lot of extremely famous artists, and the thing that was very puzzling to me was how they were in the classical music world, and they would go up on stage and create the most beautiful music expressive of humanity and all its complexity and poignancy, and then come off stage and by and large be kind of horrendous parents and spouses. And I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand why, if you're creating art, you aren't also interested in developing who you are as a human being. And I think that's where a lot of breakdown comes, Kieran, in our culture, and our society, which is that we think that business is all about one thing. It's all about success or money or power or impact. And we forget that it's actually an expression of our humanity. And it's a pathway to creating a better society. So when we think of it in those terms, there is no conflict. There is no duality among all those things. They're just inherently interconnected. Wow, what a wonderful line that you just said. That business is just an extension of who we really are. And it is going to lead a society towards a better end. So why not do it with full-heartedly and make sure that everything that you come in touch with, smiling after you go. Can you please now tell us about the ways of reaching out to you? What are some of the ways? As I think I mentioned to you, I'm, in, I'm not in private practice anymore. I actually work within an organization. I work in a nonprofit called Protect Democracy. And we're a cross-ideological group with a mission to prevent authoritarianism in the U.S. And I joined PD because the vision of democracy at its core, to me, is an external kind of macro manifestation of the principles of individual human development, these ideas of agency and choice and the freedom to actually actualize yourself along with a social contract, that we do that in tandem with providing opportunity and access for everybody. So it's not just about us having opportunity and access, but opening those doors for everyone. 
So for me, it was very aligned to come into a context where I was helping to build a culture and facilitate growth internally in a largely entrepreneurial context. So what I would say, not about so much reaching out to me, but I would say to the entrepreneurs who are listening to think about perhaps reaching out to a coach as they're forming their businesses to think through what kind of culture and what kind of company they actually want to create. Before we started taping today, I mentioned to you that I've worked with over 300 entrepreneurs in a special program at Rutgers Business School. And this has been over a 12-year period. And the common theme, I would say 90% of the time, is that the entrepreneurs were not thinking through what kind of company they want to create or what kind of employee experience they wanted to engender. They were thinking of their product or their service and how to get that to market. And yet the two are integrally interconnected, right? Our success is so much based on the kind of culture we create and how people are performing within that culture. So I would just recommend to the entrepreneurs out there, I would urge them to at least start a conversation with themselves and with people they trust and who mentor them about what context they're creating to hold this service or this product that they're trying to put out into the world and to pay as much attention to that as they're paying to everything else. Context matters when it comes to what you're working on because what you're working on is, of course, good, but the context that is going to hold it together is going to keep greater good altogether. So, Ari, what would be your final thoughts for today? What would you want the listener to do after hearing this conversation? I feel moved to quote one of the people who's very influential to me in this uh, way of thinking and who many people have heard of called Abraham Maslow. He was a research scientist and especially prominent in the 70s and 80s. He developed a theory called the hierarchy of needs, which has been disputed, but there are many different versions of that have come up since then. And his most famous work was a book called The Hierarchy of Needs, but he wrote another book that was published after he died, that was his diary writings. And it was about his thoughts on management. And in that book, he wrote that the highest purpose of business was to create good citizens. And I would leave, want to leave this conversation, if I leave it with any thought, is to think through exactly what that means to each person individually. What does it mean that what you're creating is actually being put out into the world to create good citizens? of the world, whether it's the product or the service itself, or the very impact you hope it to have, or the very experience you're hoping the people who help you bring that out into the world are having. And that motivates me. Wow. So you have a very strong foundation of what motivates you and that's easy to keep you motivated. You guys can also make sure that this could be the foundation which you stand upon because this one is quite integral and help you grow in so many other ways. So thank you so much, Ari, for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to host you. Kieran, thank you so much. This was just delightful to speak with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you again. With that said, I am your host, Kieran Agraj, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye, guys.